Hello, and welcome back to my Underground Magnolia podcast, Conscious Entertainment for Your Soul, with me, the one and only Desiree Valto. You're listening to the sounds of Jazz Addict's intro by Cosimo Fogg. Today, I'm going to talk about the investigation into Gabriel Union's claims against America's Got Talent. I also have news for you on Dark Girls 2, a follow-up to the outstanding 2011 documentary that chronicled the trials of being dark-skinned. I'll also have something for you from writer-filmmaker Tanana Reeve Du in my review segment. It's all about Viola Davis's How to Get Away with Murder. And in the interview with a celebrity segment, I'll recall my time with Ahmad Best, who played the controversial Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars. So, let's get to it. So, the results are in, came in on Wednesday, May 27, 2020, of an investigation into Gabriel Union's dismissal last year by America's Got Talent, found no racial bias. That's right. The investigation into Gabriel Union's dismissal last year by AGT found no racial bias. You may recall that when Union was dismissed along with fellow judge Julianne Huff last year, Union wasted no time blasting the show for its treatment of her and others. Union alleged that producers claimed her hairstyles were, quote, too black. Union also complained about a remark during a taping by guest judge Jay Lindo that she's deemed to be racist against Korean uh, slash Korean Americans Um, that did not make it to air. Other concerns by Union included the misgendering of contestants and that uh, that Judge Simon Cowell smoked indoors. A joint statement from NBC, who airs the show, and production partners Fremantle and Cowell's Sitco Entertainment. Did I say uh, Cowell's Sitco or is it Psycho Entertainment? Um statement said this through the investigation process it has been revealed that no one associated with with the show made any insensitive or derogatory remarks about Union's appearance and that neither race nor gender was a contributing factor in the advancement or elimination of of contestants at any time the investigation has shown that the concerns raised by miss union had no bearing on the decision not to exercise the option on her contract, which was which would have been to extend it. Now, an outside investigator conducted more than 30 interviews over a six-month period. Hmm, interesting. Now, on the same day that the results of the investigation were released, Variety, the famed trade magazine, posted an interview with Union that said, at the end of all this, my goal is real change, and not just on this show, but for the larger parent community. It starts from the top down, she said. My goal is to create the happiest, most high-functioning, most high-functioning, inclusive, protected, and healthy example of a workplace. So that came out the same morning as the investigation results were released. Um, Presumably, she did this she did this interview with Variety before the investigation was uh, released, also on Wednesday. Now, also according to Variety, an insider close to the show said that uh, some changes have already been implemented because of what came out of Gabrielle uh, Union's complaints, including sensitivity training. 
And uh, the new season of AGT premiered on May 26th without, obviously, Gabriel Union. Now, Gabriel Union has been quite vocal about the toxicity of the show and Hollywood in general. For her, it's just that Black women, this is something that Black women have to do. And, you know, who can blame her? Why be silent if you are already a target? You might as well step up, step out, and be heard. And she is definitely being heard. And hopefully she will continue to work in Hollywood with a a variety of different uh, people. Now, speaking of Black women, I don't know if you might have just heard my cat howling in the background. I don't know. If you didn't hear it, great. If you did hear it, oh well. Sorry about that. All right. Now, speaking of Black women, the explosive Dark Girls documentary released in 2011 had Black women everywhere snapping their fingers in agreement and also crying because it showed how dark-skinned women are treated by society in general and in the Black community. Celebrities, including Oscar winner Viola Davis and regular folks, told their stories of the pain they have gone through and continue to go through because of their darker-hued skin. Now, the OWN Network will air Dark Girls 2 on June 30th. That's right, Dark Girls 2 will air on June 30th on the OWN Network at night at 10 p.m. Eastern. So, but check your local times uh, so you can get the right time. Now, Dark Girls 2 is directed, written, and executive produced by D. Chanson Berry. And Dark Girls 2 will dig deeper into how colorism affects Black women stateside and around the globe and quote the colonialism of colorism and skin lightning creams, which is a big deal in African nations. Now, as a light-skinned Black woman, that's me, hailing from New Orleans, the mecca of colorism back in the day, listening and hearing what dark-skinned women have to say is definitely important. Um, I have, although I am light-skinned, I have many aunts and cousins who are dark-skinned. I mean, and I don't think that's unusual for African-American families, especially in the South. Um, Many of us have different hued family members. We have different eye colors. We have different hair textures. Um, That's just par for the course for for many uh, people in the African-American community specifically. Um, And so currently my husband is Nigerian and we have a daughter uh, who is the complexion of caramel. She's caramel. And we have had our differences about many things. Uh, One of them, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to bore you with my many tales, but one of the differences was hair. I was just not about hair weaves or wigs or anything like that. And my daughter came to me one day when she was in high school and she said, mom, she's like, I really want to get a hair weave. And you know, you and I, we don't have the same kind of hair. Um, this is something that I want to do. It, you know, she's had, she's had braids throughout her life. She's had natural hairstyles and she's just like, it would be more manageable. And she's like, you may not, you may not understand it, but I'm asking you to let me do this without criticism. And I was like, 
okay, I guess she told me. And, you know, hair as we know it is, of course, huge. It makes a political statement for, for Black people, for Black women in particular. And, um, and I don't know that struggle as a light-skinned Black woman with wavy hair. I mean, there are a lot of Black women who are light-skinned who don't have wavy hair. Um, but in particularly for me, that was not my struggle. So hats off to my daughter for telling me to hold up, wait a minute, let me tell you how it is to live in my skin and, and listen to her. And as she is now, she's graduated from college and she's a working woman in the tech industry and she continues to wear her hair naturally. She wears weaves. Uh, she wears wigs. She hasn't done the, the weave thing. She did it when she first got out there, but she mainly wears her hair naturally and she does the braids and she wears the wigs. Um, and um, But she has found out that she really likes to wear her hair naturally. And I guess that's what she was asking me to let her discover the right way to do her hair and even some of her... Uh, colleagues, but well, one of her colleagues in particular has her own hair product. And I may talk about that um, in another show, uh, has her own hair product that, uh, that she uses and she loves and, and obviously is a black woman. And so it's just about black women as a community, especially when you live in a community where there aren't that many black people, she's in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, finding these things that make it work for you. And she is finding her way and that's what's important. So um, Dark Girls 2 is, uh, is why I'm talking about this, uh, which is a sequel or continuation from the wonderful Dark Girls documentary. And the Dark Girls 2 will air on the OWN Network June 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, again, Dark Girls 2 will air on the OWN Network on June 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern. And please check your local showtime so you can get that information. Now, moving along. Now, while some parts of the economy are opening up after being closed for months because of the pandemic, we still need to remember to be, to be and to stay safe. Tanana Reeve Dew, a celebrated author who teaches Black horror and Afrofuturism at UCLA, just released an animated horror short called Bat Trip. Now, horror might be a little strong, <laughs> but, but you know, maybe I shouldn't judge because maybe uh, the pandemic and what's happening is horror for many people. I know that there, obviously there have been too many people who have died, over 100,000 people in the United States alone have, have died for the have have died so it probably is a horror for many people but i meant what i mean is in the actual sense of a horror uh a movie where it's really really scary but anyway it's you be the judge so the short is about a black woman who ventures to the airport during the current coronavirus coronavirus outbreak and um and since it's only two minutes that's all i'm going to tell you so you can you should watch it to see the rest um, and I'll link to it from my website and I have a new website, uh, underground, I'm sorry, it is undergroundmagnolia.com. 
So my uh, new website is undergroundmagnolia.com and you can find um, Tanana Reeve Bad Trip short about a black woman in the airport during the coronavirus outbreak. Now you would go with my new website, uh, you would go to the section where it says, listen to the podcast now. The first button says episode info. So you would click episode info uh, and then that will take you to the episode info about the podcast. And that's how you will find it. All right. Uh, When I come back after this short music break, I will tell you about how to get away with murder next. Alrighty, thank you and welcome back to the Underground Magnolia podcast. Um, After six years on television, How to Get Away with Murder, finally called it quits. Viola Davis, who led the fabulous ensemble cast, went out in style on May 14th. That's right, the series finale aired on May 14th, 2020. So what did the show, executive produced by Shonda Rhimes, accomplish since its 2014 debut? It proved that a Black woman could star in a show again, and it would be a hit. Rhimes' other show, Scandal, came first with Kerry Washington. Now, I'm speaking about dramas. We know that a lot of people have starred, a lot of uh, Black people have starred in um, comedies and sitcoms, but not necessarily dramas. So we conquered the sitcoms, and here comes Shonda Rhimes, and it's showing that not only can a Black woman star in it, but that it, but, but that it could be a hit. So those are the, so those are the, The thing is that it could be a hit. Um, Both shows prove that being black and brilliant were a winning combination. Now, Viola Davis's Annalise Keating went a bit further because the character often spoke openly about being dark-skinned and having to overcompensate for that. One of the most poignant scenes was when Annalise stripped off her layers of having to fit in with society's norms of beauty. So she slowly took off her makeup and the camera didn't move or flinch when she removed her wig, revealing revealing how she really looked. Annalise often interchanged from using her wig to her natural hair, what many black women, and other women for that matter, often do. In addition to racial issues and concerns, the show also dealt with sexuality by revealing that Annalise Keating, Keating was bisexual. Yes, the show was groundbreaking in the sense of confronting societal issues and using a major network as the platform. So big kudos for these things. Now, many of you may be wondering about my thoughts on the actual stories on the show. To be honest, I was not really a fan of the shenanigans. I felt that the various murder plots and scheming and schemes were sometimes, how shall I say, overplayed or too much to comprehend on a real level but the acting was impeccable and that's why I tuned in. Viola Davis already has one Oscar under her belt and needs another one and another one and another one. So let's give it up again for Viola Davis who starred as Annalise Keating and How to Get Away with Murder. There's also Billy Brown who played Nate Leahy, the tortured, conflicted police detective, policeman. What, what, what was Nate? Whatever it was, he was a great actor. Uh, let's also give it up for Jack Falahi, 
who played Connor Walsh, and the wonderful Aja Naomi King, who played Michaela Pratt, Matt McGorry, who played Asher Millstone, Charlie Weber, who played the very scary and great Frank Delfino, Lisa Will, Bonnie Winterbottom. I mean, whenever I saw her on screen, she just looked so sad and so pitiful. She really played that part. Conrad Ricamora, who played Oliver Hampton, the funny, who was often the comic relief. Carla Souza, who played Laurel Castillo. Alfred Enoch, who played Wes Gibbons, and many people were so hurt when he was uh, killed off in the show. Or was he? Aha. Uh -huh. And then Amira Vaughn, who played Tegan Price, she joined the show in 2017 um, as another hotshot lawyer. And she was wonderful. I'd never heard of her before. And when I first saw her and saw her acting, I was like, oh my God, I looked her up and I was like, oh my God. So there you have it. I hope we see many of these people acting in other great roles that show up their talents. And thank you. After this short music break, I'll be back with my interview with a celebrity slash encounter with a celebrity segment. Hello, and welcome back to Underground Magnolia Podcast with me, the one and only Desiree Valto. In my segment now, uh, interview with the celebrity slash encounter with the celebrity, actor Ahmad Best, Ahmed Best, who is best known haha, for voicing and doing the movements of uh, Jar Jar Binks in George Lucas's 1999 through 2005 trilogy of Star Wars prequels, has resurrected his Star Wars career as host of the upcoming Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge game show on YouTube Star Wars Kids channel. As many of you may recall, Jar Jar Binks received a huge backlash from the black community from the character's uncanny resemblance to Caribbean people, uh, black people, maybe even Jamaican and the way he spoke. Uh, no one, whatever he was trying to do, whatever trying to kind of black people he was trying to portray, no one saw it as an ode to any black culture, but as a very insulting, huge slap in the face. Best later admitted that the controversy made him contemplate suicide. Now, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so when I saw Ahmad, Am Ahmed Best on a diversity panel in Hollywood early, earlier this year, and this was in Hollywood, I didn't know who he was, but heard a slight reaction from the room. After the panel, I approached him and talked about the panel discussion on diversity in Hollywood and Black identity, and finally asked him about Jar Jar Binks, prefacing it with how Black people reacted. The soft-spoken actor was very careful with his words, but said that it never occurred to him that he was doing anything wrong or as an affront to black people. He added the animation movements he did for Jar Jar Binks were groundbreaking as the first CGI live action main character in films ever. And after the backlash, as far as he knew, no other black actor has done it since. Well, good luck to Ahmed Best and hopefully, um, he will get back into the good graces of the black community if he hasn't already. Um, 
Meanwhile, we also talked about him being a senior fellow at USC's Annenberg School of Communication. That's right. He is teaching folks. He is teaching folks. So thank you for listening to my underground Magnolia podcast with me, Desiree Valto, Conscious Entertainment for Your Soul. You can find uh, the link to Tanana Reeve-Dew's Bad Trip short on my website at undergroundmagnolia.com. That's undergroundmagnolia.com. And again, once you go to that website, you will click in the section that says, uh, choose your button to listen. The first button says episode info. Click on that button and you will get episode information and then you'll get the show notes. Um, You can also email me at contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. That's contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. And I'm going out on the Jazz Addicts intro song. You can find out more about the artist Cosmo Fog at soundcloud.com slash Cosmo-Fog, F-O-G-G. That's soundcloud.com slash Cosmo-Fog, F-O-G-G. Till next time, this is Desiree Valto for Underground Magnolia Podcast.